This is the Activated Woman Podcast, where we talk all things mindset, manifestation, magic, and success like a woman. Your pleasure and your desire are your portals to your next level self. So I'm your host, Taylor Carr, and let's go ahead and dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Activated Woman Podcast. We have a very juicy episode for you today. I'm going to be talking all about the power of being feminine, a feminine identifying woman, because all over the internet, all I'm seeing in this feminine masculine world on social media is like this weird patriarchal version of femininity, and it feels like brainwashing a little bit. And I want to continue to keep this conversation alive and open of what it truly means to be a feminine woman. Not that it's this like little, soft, warm, subservient being, but that it's actually the wildness and the fullness of you. So I'm going to do the thing where I play the sexy music and then we're going to dive in. When I think about feminine energy, I don't necessarily think only soft and sweet, right? And I do feel that there's this narrative being pinned together that it's this like traditional woman who just doesn't really have a voice and just lets her man lead all the way, but like doesn't have opinions of her own and it's just sweet and submissive. And I, though there is feminine qualities in that, it's painful to think about because masculine and feminine energy, this concept dates farther back than Jesus Christ. Jesus knew about these energies. Jesus embodied divine masculine and divine feminine energy and led his people beautifully within those really healthy divine energies. And right now we're in this weird place where the internet has allowed people who still want a very traditional style of a relationship, which look, I like a little traditional myself. I'm not knocking it completely, but I want to be clear that there are so many different versions of relationships and fullness that people get to have that still have polarity and masculine and feminine inside of them. Not just this like, you be soft and submissive and let the man do everything and you're the one who's at home cooking and cleaning and being a housewife and being in your soft girl energy, which you get to be. I love a little soft girl energy, but then nothing else. And it's funny because I am seeing some of these people who are talking about this and who have been talking about it in this way for a long time, I don't know that I'm seeing their wives look actually very happy after months or years of being in this role. And I want to talk about this because feminine energy is fullness. Feminine energy is creativity and everybody has it. It's sensuality. It's motion in motion. It's emotion in motion. It's, there's just so much to it. And masculine energy is sturdy and grounded and, and beautiful and forceful and 
healthy. Like I see it as a very healthy, beautiful energy that we all have inside of us. And learning how to balance these energies in a way that feels good for you in your life is really what we're up to here. It's not like just be this, they call it trad, right? Trad feminine woman who like is championing men who lift weights and are alphas and eat a lot of meat, right? Like I saw that on this femininity dating coach's Facebook page and I had to delete her. I was like, how did she get all my friends? Because it's like traditional women only here. We love alpha men and like making fun of the vegan spiritual guys who have too much estrogen in their body from all the soy that they're eating, which like that's a whole other issue. But like this like weird shaming each other and judgment, like that's not divinity. That's not divine energy. And it's important that we talk about this. It's important that those of us who are really spiritual and really understand these concepts and have really been going deep within them for a long time continue to keep them alive in a healthy way that isn't patriarchal and that isn't necessarily religious, okay? Because using masculinity and femininity as a conversation that basically just continues to root women into this like weird role of smallness and and subservience is not what we've been fighting for for the last 50, 60 years, right? Like when women were burning their bras in the 60s, it was a statement of I'm not your slave anymore. I'm not just going to sit around because you hold the the deed to the house and you're the one who's allowed to have bank accounts and I'm not. And like, women being still like little girls are still being sold as child brides and like all these things are still happening and yet we're we're like almost like moving backwards in progress using masculinity and femininity as that guys and that doesn't work for me and when i think about this idea of like soft and sweet and subservient I do feel that it's a direct slap in the face to the divine feminine and to the goddess archetypes as a whole. We have all these different goddess archetypes, right? Like there's the goddess of love and sensuality. There's goddesses of fertility. And usually that fertility can be in the womb or with land and farming. We have goddesses of the hunt. We have goddesses that encompass wisdom and age and ancientness. We have goddesses of death and rebirth. We have goddesses of chaos. All of these goddesses are direct archetypes of what exists within the divine feminine, aka what exists inside of you. And so it's like, put all those things away because all of these things are too crazy. Your fullness is too crazy for the world, but you'll only be accepted if you love alpha bros who just like force you to sit back and not have an opinion. I think that this is why masculinity and femininity language in the world that that I'm talking in is getting such a bad name and such a bad reputation because people on the internet who are unfortunately brainwashed when it comes to this stuff are very loud about it. They're very loud about their opinions. And yes, I believe that there are things that women do better than men and things that men do better than women. I believe in polarity. I believe in in yin and yang. I believe in two halves of a whole creating divine union. So yes, I believe that overall, not always, but overall men are physically stronger than women. 
and they have special natural abilities and gifts that women do not have. Vice versa, I believe that women, though not as physically strong, are mentally more strong. Actually, I believe men are far more emotional than women because they're more ego-led, whereas women, maybe we wear our emotions on our sleeve more because we're moved by so much and we're so healthy and processed with our emotions, but we let it move through us, whereas men kind of push it down. So women have this ability to be these great leaders, to be emotionally strong, strong and processed to be nurturing and caring and giving which in my opinion are fantastic qualities of leaders and so we have these two beautiful dynamics within men and women and we have all of it within ourselves too but we see one might be stronger in men one might be stronger in women and this is why we come together in divine union of these energies right it's it's to complete what i might be lacking And there's this other side of the spiritual world that says, well, I lack nothing. I'm lacking nothing. I need nothing. Great. Also true, but humans are relational beings. We are so meant to need people. We are so meant to crave companionship. We're so meant to merge together with someone or multiple people because community is one of the most important things that that this society has truly taken away from us with social media, with the global pandemic. We've had that taken away from us. And, and then we're supposed to just like be personal development people with therapy language who just say, I can do it all by myself and I've got it by myself and I need no one and I am all of it within myself. You are all of it and you get to receive help. Okay, so this conversation is supposed to be about divine union. It's supposed to be about beauty. And yet, unfortunately, with lower frequency people in this planet, they've taken it to the internet and made it something egocentric where it's like men are better than women. Men are stronger than women. Men get to you know go out and impregnate as many women as they want. The amount of videos that I see from quote unquote masculine men talking about female body count is insane to me. These videos that pretty much have these alpha men who think that they're hyper masculine and they are hyper masculine, hyper unconscious or toxic masculine energy obsessed with sex talking about how it's it's their nature to run out and sleep with as many women as they want and it makes them more valuable because they become more experienced and they shouldn't have to shut that down even if they're in a relationship whereas if women have been with three or four men or more they're damaged goods and you know like men don't want women who've had that many men taking energy from them and i just find that so interesting because <laughs> i find it so interesting because at a different time in history if a man sullied a woman Because that's what we're talking about here, right? Like, let's just play in that realm for a second. A man sullies a woman now, they're awesome, but the woman becomes less. So what, what they're saying is we don't mind making women less and diminishing their value and then hating them for it. But in a different time in history, if you sullied a woman's name or reputation, even with a kiss, without a chaperone nearby, you may have been dueling to your death. So those things, sullying a woman's reputation, would have made you very respectful towards women, even though, of course, at a different time, women had less rights and all these things, right? But the idea, that it carries over where I think, 
I think that if there were more ramifications for this, this would not be happening. If men still had to duel for sullying a woman's reputation to possibly the death, this would not be happening. But for some reason, like I'm still seeing these videos with these like, I'm a masculine man and blah, blah, blah. I get to F as many women as I want and all these. It's just mind blowing to me. This is not masculinity and femininity. This is not divine masculine and feminine talk or conversation. This is the absolute exploitation of women and female sexuality and shame and judgment and fear. But at the end of the day, what is everybody still craving? What does everyone still want? It's connection true connection and i understand that this group of people they're not the majority in the world but they are very loud on social media and so i want to make sure that i'm bringing attention to this to this conversation as well it's important it's important that women know that that's not what true divine masculinity looks like it's important that women know that it doesn't mean that you're feminine because you decided to ditch your goals and your dreams and like you know, just like sacrifice everything for men and for your family. Like, look, women already sacrifice so much for their families to have children. That's part of the fear of why so many women are opting out is because how much sacrifice is required from the woman and now being in a time period where on top of that, they have to take care of themselves. And I read this article once and it was about the, the epidemic amongst young men in this current day and age. And it was really, really interesting. And they used this, this quote, it was something along the lines of a man having a child doesn't make a, a huge impact in his life. Maybe, you know, some financial changes for sure, but uh, it, it's not anything too crazy. Whereas a woman having a child is the equivalent of being hit by a meteor. And nowadays, they're not having as many partners who can rise to the occasion. And this is sad. This is a sad day and age. This is a sad conversation where women literally feel like I have to opt out of my decision to want to be a mother or have children because I won't be fully supported or, you know, like the idea is I've seen so many people get married and have children with someone that they thought that they knew, someone who they thought was their best friend and who had their back. And then they have these children and these men don't know how to like biologically bond with these children or really be there for them or be there for their wives while their wives need them going through this massive change in their body and in their life. It's so, this is the conversation that more people should be having. I'm so done with seeing these podcast videos on the internet that are like obsessed with sex and talking about sex and what women shouldn't do or what men should do and, and just completely dividing us further and further and further from the family unit, from love, from connection, from community. We need community as people. And this might be one of like the healthiest, mind-blowingest podcasts you've ever heard for some of you because we really start to buy into our own echo chambers. And if you're somebody on the internet who has an echo chamber, which most of you probably are, it's probably how you found me. It's probably why you like me, honestly. You like my voice in your echo chamber. Um, you're, you're not expanding outside of your own echo chamber. We get so stuck in this and, and it gets so depressing, so sad. I talk to so many sad women. I talk to hundreds of women a year, hundreds of women a year. And it just, it's so sad. It's so 
difficult for them because they're doing all of this work to be better women in the world. And then they're being met with men on dating apps who are completely inappropriate, who don't put in the effort, who don't seem to want to care about the date that they take them on, even though it takes women 30 minutes, an hour, two hours to get ready for the dates, right? And we're, we're still putting in this effort, still caring, doing the mindset work. And on the other side, many men are choosing not to. And I'm not saying all of them. I do know lots of men who do as well. But we're asking, we're, we're begging at this point for the men to rise with us and not get caught up in those echo, echo chambers on the internet that teach them that sex is everything, that they're the alpha, and that women are inherently bad. And that is like, they're, those guys are preying on men who have had their heart broken. And so those guys go take to the internet to find evidence that they're not wrong, that the woman that broke their heart is wrong. And those are the guys that they find. And I have a newsflash for everybody listening to this episode. <laughs> We've all had our heart broken. We've all had baggage. We're all struggling with this stuff. If you're single past your 20s, you're single into your 30s and 40s and, and beyond, um, you come to the table with a lot more experience and a lot more baggage and a lot more of like wisdom, a lot of wisdom, but also it makes relationships a lot harder. If you've been single for a long time and you're set in your ways and you don't know how to let somebody else into your life and share with them, you're set in your ways. It's very, very difficult to let somebody else back into that. And so that's the work that we do, or there's so much work that we do. It's healing. It's, you know, nervous system rewiring. It's masculine and feminine polarity and dynamics. It's the, the muse technique that I teach the women who go through my dating programs with me. It's continuing to connect deeper in relationships and prioritize being lovers, right? I mean, there's just so much that we teach and we get to go through in this beautiful divine work, but we have to take the ego and the fear and the and the yuck stuff away from it and come back to love. Come back to love, men and women, everybody in between. We all have to come back to the heart space and like get out of the defense. Because when defense meets defense, what do we have? Literally war. And it's not even an exciting war. It's like a devastating, violent war. If I hear one more man on the internet talk about how women are attracted to violence and violent men, I'm going to scream. <laughs> and if you've been listening to my podcast or you, you follow me for a while, you've been following me for a while, you know that I dealt with some, some violent men experiences in the, the summertime, summer 2023. And... Um, it shut me down completely. I've been doing this work for well over 10 years now, and it shut me down completely. And I was like hiring healers and doing all these things, trying to like find my way back to my heart because I was just trying to stay safe. I dealt with some violent men who literally embodied these guys I'm talking about on the internet who were forceful and saying certain really like inappropriate things to make me uncomfortable and make me squirm and grabbing my face to kiss me when I tell them I don't kiss on the first date and like all these different things and I just I just shut down so deeply and I think he thought there's a couple of them but there's one in particular I'm thinking about I think he thought that that's that was what works and it does work on women who don't know themselves and and who go after guys who treat them like shit because they treat themselves like shit. And so those guys are preying on women who don't have this beautiful work that we're here doing and that you're here doing listening to this podcast. Like I'm here to be a voice of fucking reason and logic while also being a voice of magic and possibility. And it's challenging, 
but it's so worth it to be the people who choose to keep showing up in this world with love anyway, even though men are under attack, even though women are under attack. I'm so done with the attack. I'm ready to see the love. So being a woman, being feminine is powerful. It's fucking powerful. The amount that we do, the amount that our, we do while we're bleeding and we're going through completely different hormonal cycles every week in our cycle, which is literally every week, right? We're having like hormonal drops and changes and rises and spikes and all these things while also like still learning how to hold money from this like deep energetic place and still like learning how to love ourselves and not audition for men and not like put ourselves last and be people pleasers and perfectionists and like shaking off this like good girl good girl's smile energy that we learned in our childhood and like learning how to be more full empathetic compassionate whole beings and our logic and our, our skill to um to multitask and to handle things i mean have you ever seen a woman who's being a mom and being a businesswoman and being all these things all at once and doing all these things all at once? That's like a superpower that we're not even acknowledged for, but it's so powerful. And I see myself do it. Like when I had my full-time job as a property manager with five buildings working seven days a week, I grew my business, my own business on the side of that to a level I never had before. I My business took off while I was the busiest I had ever been while prioritizing my mental health, while driving down an hour to see my best friends on the weekends, while still managing the work phone and my work phone and my private life and dating and doing all of these things at once. And I felt like even though it was hard, I was my best fucking self because I'm a woman and I can, I can do that. And I can rise to the occasion. And I'm not just some sweet subservient little thing that doesn't have opinions or thoughts or feelings. I am power. I am, I am a woman. I am feminine. And Nobody gets to take that away from me and nobody gets to take that away from you. I want you to feel powerful. I want you to feel like, fuck yes, after you listen to this podcast, like empowered to be all of you, to be soft, to be sweet, to be big, to be loud, to be powerful, to laugh too hard, to have huge orgasms and love your body. And like all of it gets to be for you. And don't ever, ever, ever let anyone tell you that to be feminine means that you are soft, sweet, and submissive, and you bow down to alpha men. Because relationships are about partnership. They're about friendship. They're about who can I actually do life with who would make my life a more beautiful place, not the person who's going to make your life a harder place, a more challenging place, someone that's going to break you down after all this work you've done to bring yourself back up again. These people exist. I can't wait for all of my women in my community to meet them if you haven't already. Okay, my loves, that's this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was dense, but it was important, and I'm so grateful that you are here. If you love this podcast, and I have been very inconsistent on it, but if you love this podcast and you love this content, please head down below and give me a five-star review. Every star helps to find more incredible women like you and get these messages out there so that those alpha men are not running the show and running the podcast circuit, but we actually have healthy love and healthy masculine and feminine dynamics coming back to this world. Um, and I hope you loved this. I, I, I'm so grateful that you're here and I'll see you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening to the Activated Woman Podcast with Taylor Carr. I wanted to let you know that we are closing out the year strong. Beginning on December 13th, I am hosting a three-day workshop called Chosen. This is for my anxiously attached babes out there to take that anxiety and transform it into dream girl energy. This is right for you if you deal with people pleasing, perfectionism, overgiving, chasing men, etc. etc. If this sounds like you and you want to have better results in your love life, go ahead and go into the show notes, grab that link, and register. It is free, and I'll see you on December 13th.